Promotional consideration paid for by the following. I miss little Vincent so much. He loved to play baseball. I, I was driving him to practice. I guess I was busy making eyes at the guy driving next to me. I didn't notice he was sticking his head out the window, his blonde hair blowing in the wind. Uh, honey, Vince's hair was black. That's not the point. We're lucky he was adopted, so we just got another. It's my life, and I don't want to forget anything. Documenting every moment of life is very important. Take plenty of pictures of your wife. You never know when she might leave you for another man. It's important to document your happiness while it lasts. And use Vakari Film. When your son wins the game, when your daughter gets herpes. Vakari Film. Memories are forever. Sort of. Shut up and sit down. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to a brand new episode. It is episode 355 of Third Shift. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Mr. Eric. And here with me today is, actually is, for realsies this time, because I'm home. I just got home. My butt still hurts from the car seat, literally. But hey, he's here. Mr. Matt, the inglorious bastard himself. Mr. Matt, the inglorious bastard himself. Yes, words are hard. Ah, vacation. It'll do something to you. I'll tell you that much. But we're both back. <laughs> now i got to leave it in there. Now yep. I can't cut it. I now have to leave it in it. there. you got to leave it. It's fine because it's a thing and it happened. It's real. It's okay. I'm not upset about it. I just got back. It's been two weeks of vacation all over the place, folks. It's been wild. You know, I don't know. If you've ever taken two weeks off and gone all over the place, you know how it feels. You're sad that it's over, but you're tired as all hell. You're glad to be home. But then, of course, the, the awareness that you're about to go to work and be miserable is also sad, so you don't want the vacation to end, but you do because you don't want to be out there driving and going to hotel to hotel to hotel over and over and again. It's a whole thing. But before we talk about any more of my vacation that you didn't know about already, hello, Mr. Matt. How's the week been? What's been going on? I mean... Wow, how's Michigan? How's Michigan been? You been holding down the fort? Oh, it's been a nice a smoky nightmare, just like it was a few weeks before you left. It happened again. It, great. Apparently, we got uh, certain parts of the state. It was like dangerously unhealthy air quality. So I don't think that's ha- helped what's been going on here, even though this started before that. I think it's like slowly been irritating it. And as you know, listeners, hey, I have had this week off because it's my my birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday! You know, folks, you'd think I would know his birthday, but he doesn't celebrate it with us and his buddies, except for one year, but that was forced upon him, not by his choice. So I want to say happy birthday, Matt. Hey, thanks. Glad you had a good one. Hopefully you did, but unfortunately I hear you were sick. That sucks. But in general, it was a good birthday and birthday week, other than getting sick, which today was the worst day of it. I don't know. It feels like this always happens. Whenever I'm like, I'm going to take a week off, or like the last time I was really sick was after the cruise. We had to take two weeks because it was a weird halfsy halfsy. Ah, oh, the rest of that week I'm going to be just feeling great, doing great, just doing whatever I want to do. Sick. So it's happened again. So I guess I'm just not allowed to take long times off of work. Maybe that's the lesson here. But I will say I didn't do anything like personally this week other than, you know, I do my usual Turkeyville trip. We do that for my birthday. Because it's, it's gotten to be that point of the year where like in summer all the theater stuff just stops. All the concert stuff just stops. So for like two months... I look at my calendar, blank, blank. Starts again in September or August, I can't remember which one, where it's like three things every week and it goes nuts. But the one thing I did do, and I haven't talked about this on the show for a while, is I watched AEW's Forbidden Door pay-per-view. 
AEW, and New Japan coming together. They did it once last year. They did it again this year. Best show. Best show I've ever seen. Some of the best matches you'll ever see. I mean, both companies do great stuff. They got great performers, all this stuff. Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega 2, though. They already tore it down once this year at the Tokyo Dome, start of the year. Just this past weekend. Greatest match I've ever seen. Brutal, hard-hitting, like the physical story of the match. Incredible. Just amazing. I couldn't believe it. I got done and I was like, I literally cannot believe what I just saw. Incredible. Fantastic. If you're a wrestling fan, you have to watch that match. And you've heard it from literally everyone else all this entire week. But you're hearing it from me too. Then on the video game front, pretty much the only thing I've been playing, Final Fantasy sixteen. And we're going to talk about it more later in the episode, so I won't go off here, but Jesus Christ, what a fantastic, fun time I've been having with that. The only other game that I have played a little bit of is Tears of the Kingdom, because I finally beat, you know, Forspoken a while ago, I beat Midnight Suns a while ago, and I was looking here at my setup, and my Switch is like right behind the monitor, and I went, man, I haven't been playing that much. So I think that's going to be like my Friday game. Because it just feels good. I popped it out on a Friday night, and I was just like, I'm running around this world. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I actually progressed the the main quest line. I did this weird floating islands in the sky kind of platforming stuff all around. And it just feels good on a Friday night to just get lost in some wacky, weird, wild world and just do that. And then at literally every other waking moment that I haven't been going to a movie, I went and saw The Flash. Hey, that's another thing that I did. I went and saw The Flash, and it was pretty good. I think it could have been better. I wanted it to be more different, a little bit weirder, but it was a pretty good show. Not a great show, but a good show. So there's something else that I did. And then every other waking moment that I'm talking about that I wasn't doing stuff and going to Turkeyville and all that stuff, playing Final Fantasy 16. so we're going to talk about it more later. Hey, Eric, what have you been doing this week? Oh, gosh, golly. So I talked to you guys a little bit. We were oh, just getting into New York City, I believe, when I talked to you last time. And I'll tell you this. So I said, if you know me, I've been having a, a great time. It's been a time. Well, here, here's one of the events that happened. So we went to Hershey Park, Pennsylvania. That was the first stop. Had a great day. All day, express pass in the park. Rode every ride or everything I wanted to. A couple rides double, you know, made my day. Had a good time. Going out to the vehicle after going to Hershey World. We're walking. We get there. And I go, where's the car key? Where's the car key? It's not in my pocket. Now, I had to stick all my stuff in the fanny pack earlier in the day to ride, to ride one of the rides. So I went, all right, it's going to be in the fanny pack. I just didn't pull it out. I didn't have a fanny pack. Mandy had a fanny pack. Okay. 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 I was going to I was gonna have to say you have to pause the story nope, to get into it. the fanny pack and why you, Eric Batten is walking around with a goddamn fanny pack out. Not me. Negative. Okay. All right. Ghost Rider. Negative. So... <laughs> I uh, I go, oh, God, open the fanny pack where I put everything in. It's it's going to be there. I just didn't grab it out when I, you know, grabbed everything back out after the ride. It wasn't. Of course it wasn't. Of course it wasn't. So I immediately, we get there. We're looking through everything. We tip over all the backpacks, do all the stuff. It's not in any of the things. And I go, you're kidding me. You are just, this it cannot happen to me. It cannot. It can because it's me, but it cannot. So I go back to Lost and Found. Oh, it's found. Have you found a key? No, we haven't found a key. Go to Hershey Park. Hershey Park, have you found a key? No, we haven't found a key. Okay, we haven't found a key. This is not what I wanted to do today. Fine. You know what? Made a few phone calls, did a few things, got it arranged. 
had a guy was going to come out and just force it open. He couldn't get the key in time. He said it'd be tomorrow morning. Fine. That's even okay then. So we took uh, the sister-in-law's, uh, sister and brother-in-law's car back, went to the hotel, woke up in the morning. I said, that's even better because it gives them a day to search the park, get it open. Maybe they found it. They did not find it. Of course they didn't. Of course they didn't. I went there, you know, waited, do, 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 didn't get it. Spent that entire day, entire day. This guy, he came out, he thought he was going to be able to get it. He had all these really cool computers and stuff, and he was trying to reprogram you know, a new key to this thing, to this car, couldn't do it. After about four and a half, five hours, he was like, look, guys, I, I really gave it a go. I could not get this. However, I do got a guy who can tow it. And meanwhile, I'm not an idiot. So I'd already found a, a dealership really close, like two miles away, who could get me a key and get it programmed in. Obviously, it was going to be more expensive than the guy who was trying to do it for me. So he then got me the tow truck, came out, got it over there. Spent an entire day of vacation, just wasted, trying to get this car out of this parking lot. Man, it was miserable. It was miserable. That's okay, though. Went on about a day. We got to New Jersey, got into Jersey City, got into the hotel. Very nice hotel. Minor complaint. All right, and I want to say this for everyone out there. If you are managing a hotel right now and and you're listening to the show and you're like, oh, you guys are great, do not... And I repeat, do not. Why in the freaking world would you decide that putting a glass transparent door over the bathroom that doesn't actually close and so has like this aerated gap and is glass to the bathroom, something cool, something legit. It has zero privacy. You can't use the restroom without everybody, first off, seeing you who's in the room with you. And second off, hearing everything that's going on in the bathroom because there's nothing between you and said bathroom. Otherwise, the hotel room is great. But it was clearly designed for, like, I don't know, some rich person who's on their own with this bathroom. Or, like, with their supermodel honeydew and... Was there like a a switch you missed that would panalyze it and no. frost it well, out? Well, like, like I said, it's mildly frosted, yes. Okay. But you can very clearly see all the shapes and different coloration of the person behind said pane. Yes, you can't see every detail. Like if you know, if I'm standing in front of you, but you know what I'm talking about. I can see that you have some hair on your face. I can see that you have some hair on your head. I can see that your body is this shape, and you know what I mean. You can see all that behind this glass. You can't see the person, mind you, but you can see uh, details of human beings and hear everything. Because like I said, it's just a a glass panel that swings across this gaping hole with two other glass panels sitting there. So anytime, um, for example, I'm in the restroom, using the restroom for the very first night we get there. Girls are over by the television, which is quite a bit of ways, ways. There's and I'm, you know, using the restroom. And, oh, I can hear daddy. Do you hear daddy using the restroom? Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell? It, that part sucked. I ended up having to start going, like, up to the terrace to go to the private restroom, to go to the restroom because it was that bad. Or whenever I took a shower, I'd turn out all the lights so I could go into there. And so I'd have to take these blackout showers and just understand and know where everything is in the shower. It, it was a whole thing. It was ridiculous. Not to mention, folks, we went to New York City. This is where we were. We were in Jersey City, but, of course, right outside you could see Manhattan. Matt got a bunch of photos. He, he knows what I'm talking about. I never – I knew the movies kind of talked about it. You know, life kind of gets it to you, but you don't really get it. There are classes of people. 
and you're in a class, whether you think you are or not. I never really thought about it, never really cared. We're in Michigan, and Michigan doesn't really have classes because we're all kind of just regular and or hobos and, you know, rednecks. We're kind of all in that little stage of people. I mean, there are areas, but you don't don't see them all together. Yeah. I think if you went down to, like, Detroit during a business day, you might see it. You might see it. But we're in regular small cities and towns Mm -hmm. and things. And so it's not really apparent. It is glaringly apparent here. I had people who would refuse to get on the elevator with me. <laughs> no kidding. They looked at me and shook their heads and asked me to close the door. That's that's where I was. I was in a hotel that was really fancy, really nice, but I wasn't in my class. I was out of my class. And so a lot of the people around me would walk away and veer away because I had jeans on and a t-shirt. And of course, I'm not a, I'm not a good looking person, so I'm also ugly. And there's the other part of this, is everyone there is good looking. All the people there are good looking. Everybody, the males, the females, everyone's good looking. Everyone's dressing to the nines. Everyone's there trying to impress somebody. And it's hotter than shit, and muggier than shit. And they still put on suits, put on designer jackets to match their designer pants to you know to match their leggings to match their freaking shoes and socks doesn't matter i am sweating so bad that i am drenched and they are still wearing designer clothes with jackets and they look like they're out in the arctic not a drop of sweat on them while i'm i'm literally dying i am dying it's so hot and miserable and i don't understand it Two things. One, you are a special case. You, if you were just out there in your tidy whities, you would still be bacon and roasted. That's and true. With like four <laughs> air conditioners on you, you'd still be beat red and sweating. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Two, I do feel you because you're not that I spend a lot of time there. I usually go from the airport to the boat. But when I'm down in Miami, it's the same thing. You can see just a, you are not in Michigan anymore. Look at the different – and it's not you know everybody, but especially sitting at the airport watching people go by, waiting for the hotel to open or just eating some food and people watching. There are different people, just totally different people. And maybe some of you listening to this podcast are those different people and you're like, oh, I didn't know you two were the disgusting people. But when you go to big city areas, big stuff like this, you see those different people. Like I see the people who look like – they literally just walked off the reality shows, like that look of yes, human. they look like that. They're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere there. That is them. They all yeah. look like they came off a of reality TV, but they didn't. They didn't. They're just normal people dressing mm-hmm. the way they think they should to impress whoever it is they're impressing or need to impress or whatever it is they're trying to do. It's an entire society there of people doing this very thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just wild. It was insane. It kept making me just question, like I'm... Um, I had a group of folks who were like, oh, come on, you know, come in the elevator. We're all family here. But they were, you know, all dressed to the tees, all going upstairs to this big party at the, you know, the terrace. And I had just gotten back from a whole day of New York. So, you know, I'm in my T-shirts. Just, there's crystals of sweat everywhere. And I'm like, mm. no, it's all right. Because it was a bunch of youngins, you know, 18 to 21-year-olds. And they were trying to be nice, they, you know. But I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm just a 40-year-old dumping. It's, it's crowded as all hell. I'll take the next one. And then all of a sudden, they turned like a viper, like that. As soon as I said after the second, like, no thanks, no, really, you guys don't want me to come on board, they went, you're right, and they just railed, and you're a dumpy-ass motherfucker. <laughs> like, what is happening? Why am I having all these kids turn on me like little animals? 
just because I told them to go on up, enjoy their night. You know, it's a whole different society, a whole different way of thinking. It it, it just was an eye opener. I, I don't belong there. That's not my place. So it's awesome to have visited, but I will never, ever go back. And I have no desire to ever, ever go back. But the things I saw there were really cool. And it's so cool to visit New York City and the different, you know, areas and stuff. We we did what we could. It's only three days, so we couldn't see all of New York. There's no way possible you can do that. But we did go to, like, Chinatown. And we went to Manhattan. And we did a little bit of Queens and maybe it was Bronx and a little bit of everything. But not a lot of anything. So a good time overall. Glad we did it. And I will tell you this. The pizza there... There's something special. You know, I didn't 100% believe it. Didn't. I'm like, that's not impossible. I got Cajinos here. It's fantastic. Cajinos still is fantastic. But it is not New York City's pizza. The crunch but softness of their pizza, it was, it was insane. It was literally insane. That pizza was so good, I couldn't believe it. And I'm just sad that I'll never again taste it. In my lifetime. And that does make me truly sad because I would love to have some pizza again. We had Italian there. We did all sorts of stuff. But overall, so glad we did it. And then to finish the trip off, man, we went to Niagara Falls. Hung out there for a day. Did that. Sent you pictures there. We got fireworks that were over the falls from our little room there. So we got to see this entire show from above the fireworks. Which was really neat. But also weird because the clouds would come up. You know, the, the clouds from all the smoke and smog. So some of the fireworks were actually just completely drowned in smog because you couldn't see them. But the other cool part was just, of course, being above them. It's an entirely different angle of seeing fireworks. And that was really fun. And then, of course, the day of, we went and did Journey Under the Falls. Went and did all the pictures. Did all the fun stuff. Got through customs both times, no problem. It was a win-win. I'm sure there's a bunch I'm missing but that was the gist of it. And of course, in between all that, I played a bunch of Final Fantasy 16 as well in the video game world, Mr. Matt, which we'll talk about in a minute. And of course, I did a little bit of Diablo, but I didn't know a lot because I'm at the point where I'm right at the end of the story mission. And via the bosses I've already done, I know I'm going to need about two hours of like designated good to go time because Diablo 4 is unforgiving. Like, if you get into a quest and someone's like, hey, I need you to do something, you don't get to just quit and come back. You're, you're, you've got to redo the entire thing. So now that I know I'm at the end, I know I'm going to need a huge segment of time. And obviously, over the vacation and the trip, there was really no time where I was like, all right, here we go. I got a good two hours straight, not interrupted. Wasn't going to happen. So I'm still right there at the cusp of being done. But fortunately, FF16 came out anyway. So I got to play that, and now here we are, back from vacation, hot off the presses. That's been my week. It's been fantastic. And speaking of Final Fantasy 16, that's the topic of the show. There's no release, there's no nothing, because who knows how long the Dayquil will hold out. How, how much time do I have on the show? Who knows? But we're just going to talk about Final Fantasy 16. We're not going to do spoilers, no, no story spoilers, no nothing. But at this point, I am at the second... I don't know, it's a second, it's a second time skip, even a spoiler. I'll just say there's, 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 there's time skips. I think everybody knows at that point. Yeah, there's time jumps. Well, yeah, we've, we've talked about it on the previous. Like, there's different sections of his life that you play. Mm-hmm. I'm on the third one. I just started the third one. So after the second time skip, and Eric is way further along than that than me. I, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know about way further, but I am further along. 
So I don't, I don't want to get into details just because that might spoil something or whatever. Right, right. So we'll start with this. We'll start with the combat. That's what I want to start with, man. I don't want to start with that. I want to start with something. Matt doesn't Re- want to start with combat. All right, we're going to start quick, with it. We'll jump to combat, but first things absolutely first. What language are you playing this in, Eric? English. Okay. So that's that's the first thing, and the first thing that made me sad. Well, we'll get we'll get back into the good stuff in just a second. That's fine. But I always play in Japanese. I, I tell you that. Every, anytime there's an option. Mm-hmm. Pick Japanese. It said, hey, another gigabyte download. Fine. That's fine. That's happened before. I started up watching the first cutscenes. Characters. Do, 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 do. This isn't right. Something's wrong here. They did the ghost of Tsushima. They did the ghost of Tsushima. They made the graphics lips match the English voice acting. And it was very obvious because I would look at the subtitles and look at the face. And that's what they would say. But they would say it in Japanese. So it was very distracting, very disappointing. But I am playing it in, in English now, too. I'm just saying. I'm just that's just a that's just a matte thing. That's just a matte thing. I should have warned you. They made this game for us. I said it was sad I didn't get the option. <laughs> now, once I've beaten it and I go, I'm done with it, then they'll release the patch just like they did with Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, you uh, want to play the DLC? We finally got the uh, the mouth flaps matched up. Oh, thanks. Too late. It's too late to apologize. But I'm not going to complain about it cuz the English voice acting so far has been really good. It's really good. Like really good. And maybe it's just, I mean, I'm sure it's the caliber of voice actors they got, because we've all been through really bad voice acting, you know, back in the day, back, back in the day. But I feel like the, I really like the English and like Irish VAs. Mm-hmm. I like that whole theme. It makes it more fantasy. It makes it, makes it feel right. Like you're watching a Game of Thrones or whatever. It feels right. It does feel right. It, it matches the tone they're trying to go for, which is exactly what you said, Game of Thrones. They said they took great inspiration from that and wanted to kind of mimic it to a degree, but put their own spin on it. I got one big complaint. One big complaint. Martha drives me insane. Martha's character is a good-looking red-headed woman. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that game goes, old Martha, old Martha's trying to help us out. Good, good old Martha. Oh, she's... Just that old, old, old Martha. Everybody in the game talks about her like old Martha. She ain't but 22. Her 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 character model looks like she's 22, 26 tops, redhead lady. Her voice matches a 22 to 26-year-old woman. But everybody in the game refers to her like she's some kind of old 75-year-old woman just really keeping it together, keeping them all together in the game. Now I feel like that's a that's a Final Fantasy or like a, a a Japanese CG issue more than a than the actual issue that it it presents itself to be because all the women in that game look really good mm-hmm. unless they're old like the, old, like old. the lady who runs Karen's Toll Karen. she's an old woman everyone else looks great 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 I feel like it's that that like what is that that meme where like great 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 and then hits the wall at fifty and now she's the old character now model. she's old. Yep. So anybody who's from 20 to like 40-something is just the young, pretty character model lady. Yeah. It, it's the weirdest thing. And it just it, it drives me insane just because Martha's a big character. Mm-hmm. Martha, you're going to encounter a whole bunch. She's kind of got a lot of quests going on throughout the storyline. That's an extremely mild spoiler, but not even really one at all. But Martha will have a lot of quests going on. In her vicinity, with her, around her, characters that know her, et cetera, et cetera. 
And it's said just so many times, and it bugs me because I always go to Martha and I go, nope, I, you know, I'm married Martha. What's wrong with Martha? Why is she old? What's going on? Now, see, now that you say that, Eric, well, you're a 41-year-old man. So oh, that, that's what so happened. So you, you, your eyeballs are colored. Eyes. Hey, you know, if you had ridden that elevator up and you'd pulled it up like, hey, you, look at this girl. What's she look like? Pfft, old woman. That's old an old lady. woman right there. See, oh. you're looking at it with your old man eyes just like I am and going, everybody's real pretty except the really old people. Well, that's because I'm an old man too. So <laughs> we've, I've solved it. I've 100% figured oh, it I, I decided. <laughs> <laughs> but the, only, the other thing I was going to say you said with presentation and voice acting, this is just a me thing, just like the last thing was. Everything they say in this game is not how you pronounce it. I don't care if that's how it's actually pronounced, just like Mako and Mako with Final Fantasy VII. No, it's not a Chocobo. It's a Chocobo. It's a Chocobo. We know this. It's not bah- Bahamut. It's Bahamut. It's Bahamut. That's what it's always been, in my brain at least. I don't care if it was officially the other thing. When... When you got right at the beginning, when you're first going up to see Martha at Martha's Rest, there's a little vendor dude, and his 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 cart is toppled over because it's packed with gashal greens. Mm-hmm. No, it's packed with geisel greens. What? Excuse me? It made me Excuse laugh me. so hard. Geisel <laughs> greens, and then later somebody else says it. And it's like geisel greens, and I went, "This is this this all this is wrong." We're just making this all up. And I'm, and I'm not mad about it, but it does make me chuckle. Just like now that Final Fantasy is 100% voice acted, all the things that were all the ways that we always said them. You and I didn't even play this game together as kids or anything. Mm-hmm. But we both pronounced it the same way. That's how we know it was pronounced. It's not this, but but mm-hmm. it's a minor thing, but it, it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, stuff like that is funny and comical. That, that didn't bug me at all. So, of course, you said characters, fantastic. Character voicing has been fantastic. And I agree with you 100%. Now, the story itself. I know we are not near the end. We haven't got to the end yet. I'm a little bit further than Matt. But so far, I've been completely engaged. I have enjoyed this story thoroughly. I will say the only hiccup I've had, like I've enjoyed every moment except for one. And I'm not even mad about it. I'm just wondering what 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 the dealio is. Is Jill and Clive's relationship? I feel like they've been kind of taking their time with it, and and normally that wouldn't bug me. But the only reason it bugs me a little bit is just because of the time jumps. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these two individuals have been together for a long time. We need to establish what they are. Are they just brother sister relationship? Are they? into one another in some way are they not going to it's not going to happen period was it never going to you know what i mean like i'm not saying you need to rush things but they've gone through a literal lifetime together now what are what are they and uh, and that's the only thing that mildly bugs me because in their conversations a lot of them it's very they're friendly don't get me wrong but it's i wouldn't say crisp and or brisk but it's just it's just like two individuals talking to one another. It's not like lovers or wife, husband talking to one another. It's not like the greatest of friends ever talking to one another. It's a very like cordial, just calm, chill relationship. But I, I just don't buy it because people that have been together that long, I feel like they'd have one of those chunks laid out for them. You know, they're either in the friend group, 
the awkward I love you but you don't love me or we both love each other and it kind of isn't established and I'm like what are you two are we going to figure this out what are what are we doing and I feel like I can excuse that a little bit more just because they started off you know they were obviously going to be together you know they were meant be- to be together before any of the bad stuff happened yeah. they came together again after all this long time but I feel like it's it's also one of those things like we're always going to be together, but we never had the time to get anything ironed out. Mm-hmm. And now things are so – there's so much more important stuff than this. Like I, I, I can buy it just from that level. Like we know we're going to be together, but we can't focus on it right now because of all the things this, that we this have problem. to do. That's, uh, I can't spoil the things that's yeah. going on right now in mine. But it just kind of seems like that thing like we know it's going to happen, so we don't need to – worry about it we just need to finish this and then we can go and make that happen and i was in the same boat as you until your jump the jump you just had and i went well you just had this amount of time together and when you come back it's you're at the same exact spot you were before basically except for one individual's actually you know done some things or whatever but more or less you're kind of in the same boat and i'm like what happened these whole five years people end up getting married and have relationships from like nine months to a year and a half these these two just spent five years together and you come back and it's like yep we're just doing the thing but you did have to go from this big disastrous thing at the right before the time skip that's true to things are relatively getting to be stable but it's time for the next step and then the other thing that i would say is Side thing, but it's going to tie into this. I love all the incidental dialogue you mm-hmm. can run into here and there. Oh, all over the place. So when I got to the place that you go to right after the time skip, I'm trying to be super vague so I don't spoil anything. I walked around that whole spot uh-huh. and listened to every single idle thing, talked to every single person twice, just like I always do. And there's a group of girls who said, hey, you can come sit with us. Ha ha, I guess if Jill doesn't mind. And I went, that's at least, it's at least enough. They know. Probably Clive and Jill know, but it's not – you don't have to make it overt. It's mm-hmm. it's there enough. I, I, I feel like even though that's like basically nothing, it's kind of a throwaway line, but it just – it kind of smoothed it over just enough that like she's always at the room you go into to do any plans or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of – it's there, but they don't need to show it off and talk about it. You know? But they're not making it prominent. And that's yeah, the yeah. only reason that I get along with it is because it's just like you said – through the tertiary talking, yeah. they kind of imply that everyone thinks or at least thinks there's something with Jill and Clive going on, even though the player, you, you know, as of so far, there's not. But everyone else assumes there is because you've spent so much time together, you do everything together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. So they all go always go on about you and you and Jill and taking care of Jill and Jill taking care of you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So, that that is what keeps me not from actually just being upset about it and you know going this is like bad and just going come on guys get to the point are we gonna get there or are we not and and I only say this really Matt it's for selfish reasons it's because I want them to at least get something going before the inevitability of her dying happens yeah I just feel like it's inevitable and this is a story spoiler I have no flipping clue if this happens. I'm talking out of my rear end here, but mm. I'm just a negative Nancy, and a, a, and I just been like, you know what? She's not gonna live. You can't be happy. You can't be happy. You're not gonna get what you want. You're gonna die. Everyone's gonna be miserable. This sadness is going to come. 
can we get a good moment before that happens? Or is it going to be like with her spitting blood out of her mouth, you give her an actual kiss finally, and then she dies in your arms? Let's not do that. Please, let's not do that. I agree with you. I definitely have that feeling, not based on anything that's actually shown in the game, but just I have that feeling. Yeah. You're going to lose somebody that really matters in the course of this game. And especially since you're jumping through time, things are going to go bad, and that's a thing that could go very, very bad. Yeah, that's a very bad thing. We were going to be together. Now we're apart. We finally made it back. We're building up this thing, and so Mm -hmm. who knows? I hope not. I hope not. I like both of them, I really like their characters. I mean, not that there's you know super a lot to them, but I like both of them. Mm-hmm. And I like that, we'll swing into the combat by saying this, I like that she's usually with you, or another party member is always with you. I mean, when we talked about it, hey, you don't control your whole party, and I kind of went media blackout around that time. You know, most I saw was you and the dog. But in all the beginning stuff, it's you and the dog and Sid or Jill or somebody else, and you get to see their powers alongside yours. I love that. The, the combat feels so good. I, th- You know, there's sometimes where it's just you. Sometimes it's just you and the dog, and it just kind of feels like, okay, I'm doing combat, and combat is great and fun. But when somebody else is there, and I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going to swing up on this dude, and then <laughs> ice showers, or this giant lightning thing comes in out of nowhere. It feels great. It feels... It doesn't feel like you have a second, you know, a second you. Definitely not. But in those tiny little bits where mm-hmm. you need a breather and you back off and then bam, right at that perfect timing, they're swinging in with their one big thing of the fight. It really feels pretty cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I love the combat overall. Yeah, yeah, for sure. However, I will say that uh, the side characters, including Torgal, and I think Torgal might be my own fault. And I was going to ask your opinion on this. What you think? But the side characters. Besides moments, just like you were talking about, I don't feel like they're actually helping me at all. I feel like I'm doing a lot of the the legwork when it comes to taking out the big bad guys. Yeah, they come to they come to the fore with just a whole bunch of mobs. Mm-hmm. When you turn around and you got done with two or three of them, you'll see that they actually got two rid of two or three of them as well. Yeah, so helpful in that respect. But I will say, and I am I'm playing this game high level. So I'm smoking baddies. And I'll tell you, regular baddies don't present any kind of challenge to me whatsoever. So Correct. I uh, I just take them for advantage just because I don't care if they kill three or four people because I would have murdered them without any assistance or sweat whatsoever. It's the bosses where I could really use a hand. But I feel like they do not really help you in the boss fights. I don't know what it is or if it's just because of the amount of damage that the boss fights you know, the bosses themselves take to defeat. It's just not really kind of showing up. Or if I'm just not paying close enough attention and they're really doing something and I'm not seeing it. But I feel like when it comes to the bosses, it's all about your own skills and what you can do. And they are not going to make or break those boss fights in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also kind of prefer it that way. Like, I like it when we're just out on the field. And like you said, there's two Death Blossoms over here and there's four spiders in the back. And I kill the two Death Blossoms and I go to one spider and I look and all the other spiders are at one HP. And I see Torgal just do like the weird kick up and Mm -hmm. kicks one off into the boondocks. And I see lightning and, and stuff come in. That's great. I love it. But 
I agree. They don't help out a lot in the boss fights, but I feel like that's where I want it to just kind of be me for some reason. And I'm not, you know, I love party members and every other game where I can buff up my party members and not myself, I always do it. So they handle stuff for me, but I don't know. It just feels good to be the one doing all the damage, but there are occasionally those times where I'm running and I have to fumble with my controller because I'm on Torgle and he doesn't do enough healing. So I got to get back to the potions the boss could be just charging at me, but there are times when they turn and they go after Torgal or they go after whoever. They don't do a lot, but those, like, when I need a break, sometimes there is that moment where they they do the big swing, but it's not at me, it's over there, right when I need it. I, I know it's totally random, but it feels good when that happens, even though I see my dog go flying, and I'm like, oh, shit, but it's when I needed a break, so it works out. I don't know. And here's a, here's a secret. Here's the thing. Confession. I haven't used Torgal once. I didn't even know Torgal had his own menu until like a night ago. And I accidentally was trying to heal myself and it wasn't healing. And I was like, what the hell's going on? I looked and it was Torgal's head instead of my own little crossbar with my heels and my strong tonics, etc. Yeah. I haven't used Torgal. And I was like, man, Torgal's pretty useless. I don't understand what the purpose of this dog is. He just seems to exist. And I'll grant you that. The only thing that... I had him up because instantly it goes, hey, you can sick him, you can heal, or you can have him launch him in the air. And I went, sweet, he's going to launch every enemy in the air for me. Here's a giant boss. He can't launch him. Well, it's fair. I can't do it either. All right, he's going to heal me because now I'm down on the red. Torgal, heal me. 20 HP, right? Oh, no. Ah, I'll still do it. Like if I have that thought in my head, I use my last high potion Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm 25% down. Okay. While I'm doing my basic combo and my dodge is on my right hand, left hand, Torgal Humi, Torgal Humi, Torgal Humi, and then I lose track of it and I just don't do it anyway and I have to go back and do it. Mm-hmm. But I agree he's not useful for much, but he does add on a little bit to you know your usual combo. Four hits, you do the magic follow-up, and then there's a, a break. If you don't use one of your abilities, like you've burned them all on a stagger, you can use him for an extra bit and it gives you a little bonus thing for like a, a well-timed sick or whatever it is, a timely sick, whatever it's called. I do still do that just to do it, but it's good for mobs. Well, I may I may have to integrate them then just to get the extra combo move because right now, and I was going to segue into the fact that I'm like a combo master. I'm over here just boom, 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 Garuda, anything available, boom, 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 boom anything available, boom, 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 Phoenix, etc. And I just keep rotating and I rotate and I rotate and I rotate and it never stops. I'm just cycling through constantly, next move to next move, saving my, you know, my big finisher for whenever a stagger happens. If I don't think a stagger is going to happen in the next, you know, amount of time, certain amount of time, I'll pop it as a midway because I know that it'll probably be back by the time his actual stagger, the enemy's stagger happens again. So maybe by getting Torgal in there with an extra combo move, it might just pump up the numbers, get that meter up a little bit quicker. I don't know, but up to this point, I hadn't used him at all, except for whatever he did. You know, the AI had him doing initially and just on its own. But I will say, with the combat, it is a ton of fun. Um, Can you lock into somebody permanently? Because I feel like I can lock on. But even when I lock on, I feel like if there's uh, several enemies in the vicinity, I'll sometimes dart backwards and just go hit somebody else anyway. And I don't know if that's just the way it is or if I'm not locking on properly. 
but sometimes I'll just jump off target regardless because I'm going like backwards and it'll hit this person over here and I didn't want to. I wanted to stay on, you know, this bad guy. I mean, you just L1 to lock on, right? That's what I thought, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's all I ever do. Okay. I think if you right stick, though, mm-hmm. it switches. And I do that. So that's probably what's happening. It either switches or or it can switch. It doesn't do it all the time, but I was just in, you know, I had like a captain and then some, you know, regulars. Yeah, some mids. Or- yeah, and I, I physically went, well, I want to switch. So I tried it and it kind of worked. So maybe that's what's been doing is you're trying to refocus and redoing your mm-hmm. stuff and it's taking you off it. Yeah, because I'll use the right stick. I also I love to like purview and kind of see yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on around me. So I'll, while I'm in the middle of attack, I'll be like swinging that around so I can see other stuff around me. So maybe it's just like launching me off of him and then targeting the next guy, and off I go. And you bring up a good point where I was always doing that, or I always wanted to do that because like when I very first started, you didn't have many combos available to you. I'd always you know be focused on one death blossom. I'd push it into a corner, and then something would always hit me or there'd be a wolf that would come up. There'd be another death blossom that would come up and smack me, but they do a really good job. I've, I've noticed now that my combos are longer and flashier and I can just stick on that one. The little indicators along the sides, when attacks are coming at you, mm-hmm. you still do have to remember the timing of it, which I think is really cool. Like if you know it's bees, you got bees and you know how that shot comes in, it'll flash up the big attack symbol when he does it. But it doesn't do like a, you know, coming in at you. It's like they're attacking. So if you remember, it's bees. All right, attack. He's attacking. One, two, dodge. Perfect dodge. It feels really good. I'm just, I'm just gonna pump myself up by saying that. I love when that happens, and I remember what's over there, and my brain goes, "He's winding up. Here's the drop, and it works out perfect. It's just great. I love it." Yeah, the perfect dodges are awesome because if you perfect dodge, like Matt was talking about, it'll be like too slow. And then you get a bonus counterattack going with it. And then if you parry correctly, you'll get that nice like time thing going on where all of a sudden you have just a few seconds or microseconds of just attacking the enemy and their attack is just useless against you. And oh, those two times right there, they make you feel like you're an awesome player and you know what you're doing and you're just smoking fools. I was thinking to myself, because it happened the first few big fights I had, I was like, oh, I'm just going to swing away, and it's just going to parry. It'll work out. It's like when you play uh, Metal Gear Solid Revengeance, and you just kind of like desperately hope for the parry, and it works. And I was like, that's that's how this is going to go. And I could never get it again. it'll, It'll still randomly do it. But the last few... Like the big minor guys who have like the big hammer, they do a big wind up and then boom. And I went, okay, this is where I'm going to do it. Big wind up, parry. Big wind up, parry. And it felt so good. I don't get it a lot just because I feel like I usually fight one thing. I'm terrible at it. The second time I fight it, I'm learning it. So by the end of the fight, I could totally do it. But there's not a third one in the area. But that one was perfect because they did that same attack so many times. It was just ping, 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 ping. When I actually know it enough to get that parry down, oof, it feels so good. But I'm also startled because I managed to do it. I'm like, oh, 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 attack, 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 go, go. Oh, I didn't, it didn't capitalize as much as I wanted to, but it feels really good. I agree. I'm in the same boat as you. And, of course, segueing over to the, the quest, Matt, the quest for this game. Kind of been up in the air. Everyone's, you know, got an opinion on this. There's the main quest, the story quest. Then there's the plus quest. They're side quests, but they have like a plus in them. 
Those signify that you're going to get a great reward. You're going to get something that's going to change you as a character or the way you play or the way you navigate. You're getting something big. And then there's, of course, regular side quests. And this is where everyone gets upset at. And I can understand it, but I don't personally feel this way. The side quests are all just there with stories and and characters doing their lives, doing what they do, and you have the opportunity to help them solve a problem, find them something, do whatever it is. You get renowned for doing this, and renowned gets you your own rewards for doing these things. I will say some of them, sure, there's nothing to it. Hey, you know, I've lost this thing. Could you go get me three of these uh, herbs over here? Bring them back to me. Sure. I asked the question, when has an RPG not had these type of quests? They've always had this. So I don't understand why everyone's up in arms about these type of quests. I will say, yes, the rewards for doing them are usually minimal. Just some gill, just a little bit of this or that, some stuff you don't technically need. But the renown you get is actually awesome because it builds your character and your infamy amongst those people, which I think is cool. What's the worst case scenario? A couple of the early game ones. Oh, I'm a clumsy letter carrier, and there was a hole in my pack. Can you go get my stuff? Sure. You go, and you pick stuff up, and you bring it back. You know, that's not a great quest, but uh, it took you 30 seconds to do it. Yeah. You fast travel to the location. Usually, it's within 20 feet of where the obelisk is that you fast travel to. Mm -hmm. Hey, here it is. Blip. It's done. And you fast travel back, and now you have some gill, you have some crafting items, you have some this and that. And that's fine, but there are some side quests that are really cool, that are really, have been, I wouldn't say like super emotional, but they felt good when I was Uh done with them. There's, when you're going into Senbrek, that's the only thing I'll say about about the mission and the whatever. There are a couple side quests along the way of the main story quest where you get to see how they're treating bearers, and you get to have some really fun interactions with that, is what I'll say. God, I really just want to talk about that that one quest with the kid and his dad and the wolf. Oh, I want to talk about the the pet one. Yeah, that one too. That's that it, those two. Mm-hmm. The one with the the dad and the the wolf and the kid. Mm-hmm. I went out and I went. Oh, I'm just gonna have to go back and just be like, shake my fist at him. And I went. I really wish I was playing like a Fallout or something, so I could go and I could cut him with the sword, and it would be over. I'm not going to be able to do that. And you go back and do another thing, and then there's a great ending. It's perfect. It's great. There's some that have a really nice payoff. The pet one, too, is a really good one, too. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I stand as well. I stand that the side quests that come up after every big narrative area are all just there to support the story and what you're doing and how the world is interacting at that moment in time. They're not there to get you big rewards. They're not there to get you this next big, uh, you know, chess piece or sword or whatever it is. That's what the narrative's for, and that's what the big plus sign symbol stuff is for. Or the hunting board, mind you, because we haven't even mentioned the hunting board yet. The hunting board allows you to go hunt, well, rare, notorious monsters around the world. And when you do that, they give you rare materials That then can be used to upgrade your gear, assuming you have the recipe. Now, here's the only thing that I do complain about. I was like, I wish they'd tell you where to get all the recipes. I have a few of them, and I've gotten a couple upgrades. But have I missed anything? I don't think so. I've done every side quest there is, but I don't really know how those recipes work and where they come from or how you get them. They've just, throughout the 
game. I've gotten a couple of them just by opening a chest or doing this or that. If that's the case, is, are there chests I've missed that have these uh, different recipes to make some of these rare, you know, items? Because I do have several rare items right now. I have nothing to do with. They've not shown to be useful in anything I can create at this moment. So is there something I missed or is it something to come? I don't know. So I'm a little confused in the quest line with, you know, hunting the, uh, the notorious enemies and how that all correlates with getting the recipes to make these items. That part's a little bit crazy, but the side quests in general, I feel have been really fun, really solid, and you don't have to do them. The game very clearly allows you to skip them. It's not even a thing. You you can just say no and go do the main quest, and off you go. You'll go on to the main quest. Nothing hinders you. Nothing hurts you. It's just there for you. If you want to spend more time in the game, go do the side quests, just like you can go to uh, uh, Vivian you know, and, and learn more about the continent, learn more about the characters. You don't have to. You can ignore it pretty much all the time, except for a couple quests force you to go to her and listen to her. But you don't have to. Same with tomes. It's all there for you, but you don't have to partake. So I don't understand why people get a little upset with that kind of stuff, because you don't have to do it if you don't want to, but it's there if you do. And I've seen some people talking about the tomes and the lore and stuff saying, oh, I get so confused after a cutscene that I jump into the active time lore, which I think is a really cool system. Mm-hmm. Two things. How could you get confused about stuff that's happening in this game? Because it's very straightforward. Unless you're just farming for materials for like 20 minutes and you've forgotten where everything is. But I do appreciate that active time lore where literally as soon as they mention something in a cutscene or a story segment, you go back to the gameplay, boop, active time lore, there it is. Oh, I, I should have written it down on this piece of paper, because when you're in the mines, there's a thing that happens. Oh, they became erythralized or whatever. And I went, well, I can see what that is. I know what that is. But I bet you, whoop, active time lore, boom, there it is right there. Read up your little paragraph. Erythralized is when ding, 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 ding. Cool. That's awesome. You don't have to like dig through a glossary. You don't have to go home and ask Tomes and ask Vivian. It's just right there. Hey, they said something I don't get. I don't know. I think it's just a cool system. I like it. Just last night, I used it for my first time. Nice. Because up to this point, I didn't really need it. You know, like you, I've been paying attention. I understand what's going on. I know what the characters are. But last night, a character came to the encampment and was like, What's up, dude? I need this and this, and we're going to go do this thing. And, I, and Clive's like, oh, it's you, man. Whoa. <laughs> I thought you were doing a thing, and how are you back? What's going on? And I went, I have no idea who this person is. I have no idea. I've never seen this character in this game. Not once, period. Don't have a clue who you are. I have no idea why Clive knows you. I have no idea why we're all talking about you and what you're doing. You're going to come upon this point. And I went, ding, boop. This person is such and such and such and such and doing this. And they went this and this during the time of this time. And I went, there was a, a minute mention of this character a long time ago in a tertiary conversation for no real reason. And now they're back. And because of that system, I was able to just push a button and learn about it all and go, oh, I remember this person saying this, like, out of a side comment way back. And now all of a sudden this person's a main character. That's still a little weird, 
but I understand now where this person is and why they're here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I agree. I love the system. Didn't need it till now, but I did. And I'm glad it's there because now I understand that character and I wasn't just going, I'll have to fake the funk until eventually I hope I figure it out. And I think that's what's cool about Vivian's system too because I just got to that. And she's got like the, the history of the realm and then like history of people where you're in the middle and there's all the different like lines. And as you skip through the little time segments, the little chapters of the story, it fleshes out. People go and disappear and people like go great out and then they come back. Like we said, I didn't really need that. But knowing that that's there and just, okay, who was that guy? Ping, 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 ping. Oh, there he was. Oh, he did this, this, this. is Just so cool. And then... We're getting long on time. It was supposed to be a short episode, but I'm feeling great. <laughs> the Dayquil kicked in. It's wonderful. Icon Battles, man. This is like the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew it was going to be because it always looked awesome. I've only been through a certain number. You've probably had more than I have. But it just feels good. And it feels even better because it starts out one way. And then like each time I have one, I've had like the third big Ifrit fight, as well, I'll say right now. Mm-hmm. And the last one opened up more abilities it's like every time i go into one there's more that you can do like ifrit becomes a character that you fight as instead of just a qte machine and it feels so good and i wrote this down before i got as far as i have now but like some of these things are so intense just visually and cinematically intense the spectacle of it like i'm sitting in front of this bright monitor and this crazy shit is happening after one of those i have to go like i sit back I breathe a sigh, and I put my controller down. I go, Jesus, I need a break. I got to get up and go for a walk. I got to go make some lunch. I got to close the game for a while, and I got to come back. You never feel that way about boss fights in most any RPG. You just, I'm just doing my usual thing. Ding, 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 ding. We beat the guy. Hey, story moment. All right, cool. And a lot of story stuff is like that, too. Super dark and super heavy, and I appreciate that, even though... I don't like having to take a breather from a game I'm having a ton of fun with, but it kind of is like that, not like physically draining, like I'm so tired, but it's like spectacly and emotionally and oh my God. All right. Need a break. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. What about you? For me, the story you always get after that is enough of my break. So I I do the same thing. I put the controller down and I go, ah, man, yes. Here we go. And I put my hands over my head and I stretch out and I just listen to all the story that goes afterwards. I don't skip any of it. I don't fast forward it because I read, of course, way faster than they're talking. Oh, yeah. But I don't care. Nope. I let them just say their words and do their thing. And I just sit back and take a moment to enjoy what just happened. And a lot of people, this is the other point, the two points where people are kind of upset. They were like, oh, you know, these big icon battles are just QTE battles, nothing at all. You have to earn them. Mm -hmm. You have to earn them. To get to these battles, you are going through actual boss fights to do it. And, of course, there's multiple stages. Sometimes like two or three or four, like in a row. So it's not like you're just going into something, ah, it's I'm turning into Ifrit and we're fighting. No, 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 no. You have to utilize your abilities and your skill sets to get to the point where you get the QTEs. So by the time you've got to the QTEs, you're already like, I cannot let this fail. I have to finish this. I don't want to do this damn fight over with. No, 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 no. So you're focused. You're paying attention. You're like, I don't care. I know it's on just usually R1 or square a bunch of times or whatever, and then it may be a mini fight here or there. It doesn't matter. By that moment and that time, you're like, I'm invested. 
I do not want to lose this fight and do this whole stupid thing over or at least half of it, whatever whatever point they end up with you. You don't want to do it again. So you're like, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I want to win this. I'm destroying this son of a gun no matter what it takes. And I, I've never failed one yet. I've never lost, you know, had a game over or anything. But just in the last Efrit boss fight I had, it came down to one of the QTEs. And uh, I was so hyped and in it that I was like, all right, it's going to be the hammer one. And it was not. It was a dodge. And I got kicked to the curb and stomped on. And I went, oh, Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. And granted, it you know it, it showed a bunch of failure stuff. And I don't know if that happened if I didn't get it or if it just went smooth and who knows. But it, it I was invested in it anyway. It was stressful and it was interesting. And I was in it. Obviously, I was in it because I was ready to do the mash. And it wasn't mash. It was dodge. And I'm watching this. Oh, man, it was just great. I... Uh, it was awesome. It was yeah, wonderful. It really was. The icon battles have been fantastic. Combat's been fantastic. Story so far have been fantastic. Characters fantastic, and the music. Oh, oh god, man. it's so good. I am. I go to that freaking little jukebox, and I'm just over there, and I'm playing the different songs. I already have my favorites set up, and there's so many I can't buy because these damn songs are like forty, so gil, forty thousand gil. And I'm like, I want you, but I can't afford you. When am I gonna get rich? How do I afford all this? I finally got to the point where I had 40,000 and all the ones I could buy from anybody in the world were 20,000. And I went, I got to, I got to save. Cause I got to No, you have to at least buy one. So I found one off a random dude. So I don't know if he'll ever be there again. And I was like, all right, I'm buying it off of you. And I felt bad. Cause I, my gill is now in half. Uh-huh. I had an everyday, you know, human moment. of just like, all my money's gone though, but I still need to buy more. But it's worth it because this music is so god. The music is so good, mm-hmm. and the way they tie in traditional Final Fantasy themes, but they're like in a minor key. They're in a slower pace. When you're on the map screen, I couldn't believe it when I I heard the music just on the map screen. And I just went, "That's perfect." That's and this way they've remixed that classic Final Fantasy tune. It's it's just awesome. Everywhere you go, and something new is like it's familiar, but it's new at the same time. God, it's just good. The music is so good in every way, shape, or form. Every environment you go in. My only minor tiff is when you beat baddies, your boss fight's over, you don't get the classic FF music. And I know they wanted a serious tone. I know they didn't want it to be like a fantastical, weird, typical FF world. But I I feel hollow. I feel a little hollow when I finish the boss fights. And there's no music. There's no ditty. It's just done. Music's over. But there is. You do get. You don't get like the victory fanfare, but you get the dun 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 dun. dun. You get that. I don't get that. It's there when the thing comes up. It's not all the time, but yeah, you okay. get that. I was like, maybe like it's when, a blue moon, and I'm not paying attention. But I, it is not every time. Or it's. Uh, I know it's on some quests and it's mm-hmm. on some boss fights, but it's not. It's not all the time, but it's maybe. there. Yeah. yeah, I'll pay attention, but I know it's not on because I. I do a ton of fighting just. Around the world map, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just go farming for no reason, and it's not. It is not with those regular old screwballs. Or if it is, it's so weird. And no, 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 random. no. Like, like for big stuff, like for big okay. bosses or like bum 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 slain. That's when I see it. Gotcha. Yeah, the boss. Yeah, when the when you get the actual wording, I know yeah, there's yeah. A, a little spin with it. Yeah, but that's, for regular that's baddies, it. there's nothing. It's oh just, no, 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 no. It's just literally, you get your, you know, your gill, your experience, and you go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes it a little less. And I'm just like, that 
I want a reward. But since Aww. you get it for the wording, though, it makes it more special because you That's did true. the big thing. Yeah. Boom, here's where you get your fanfare. You finished the boss or the mini boss or whatever the quest was. But but like I said, this, it's such a nitpick. It's stupid. It is. It doesn't hamper the game, but it is something I feel. I'm just like, you know, I wish there was a little ditty for everything you did just because yeah. the music's so good. And it makes you feel emotions, and I love it. And I every time I go to my base, the song I have in there – Man, I feel like I'm in like Chrono Cross again or something. It's just the music and the beat in there just makes me feel good. I gotta change the one that was in my base because the the one I unlocked was a a very low key laid back one. And I went, all right, I'm changing it to this because I've heard the other one for a while. And then every time I went home, I wanted to fall asleep. Mm, I was mm-hmm. sitting in my chair playing late at night. I was like, mm. yeah, we don't want that. Okay, well, hang on. What's I go going to the blacksmith? It was like uh, tales all over again. Yeah, we don't want that. Definitely don't want that. But yeah, I mean, this game's amazing. It really is. I, I don't I just can't believe it. I've started playing it and I'm hooked. I do nothing but want to play it. Want to get back in there. Can't wait to see what happens with Clive, Jill, the other characters, etc. I'm I'm loving it. I love, I love the side quests, I love the main quest, taking care of my base and and getting them the fruits, the vegetables, the equipment, whatever the supplies, anything they need. I always do. The second a narrative piece is over and then other quests have opened, I don't even think I'm going to go to the next piece. I don't even care if it's to get a character who's like on a sickbed and needs me to just go grab him. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to solo this until I've done every side quest there is. You don't get to be in my group because I'm not risking you screwing things up and I don't get to do a side quest. And I'm 100% in the same boat with you. Like whenever I'm done and I need a break, uh, after that 15-minute break, uh, I have the controller in my hand again and I'm going, okay, I'm, I'm sick of you YouTube thing that I'm watching. I want to play more Final Fantasy. And... I mean, people know I kind of bounce back and forth between games. I've played a lot of great games already this year, but this feels like another one of those ones where every time I sit down, I want to eat. And if I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat Final Fantasy 16. And it's just been great so far. I'm hoping there's not some kind of weird wall where I fall off for some reason, but so far it's just been awesome. And that combat really helps carry it because it's once you're on it and your stuff is all hitting. It just feels like, I'm not going to say it feels like nothing else, but it feels really like nothing else, especially in a Final Fantasy sense is what I'll Uh say. I've played tons of Final Fantasies, but to have something this engaging and this fun that I can't wait to keep doing, it feels like when we were kids and you couldn't wait to go home and play some Final Fantasy. That's what I'm feeling right now. And I don't have to go home from anything because I have the week off, so I've just been sitting here just like a kid on summer break. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. And it feels good. But what about you out there in podcast listener land? How are you feeling about this fantastic game that we went on more than double what I thought we would talking about it? Or what else have you been playing? What releases have come out that we've totally missed because Eric's been in NYC and I've been sick or just holding the fort down here? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme.gmail.com. On the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Hit the Discord, the Patreon. You know what you got to do. You do know what you got to do. And along with all those things, you can go over to Patreon, give us a tip, $5, $10, $100, anything and all things helps us keep the lights on, pay bills, get us equipment, etc. to keep the show running and going smoothly without the wives and or just mental issues going, I can't spend the money, I'm going broke. But if you can't do none of it, it doesn't matter. We ain't stopping. We'll never stop. We'll be here till we're 120 years old. You can, though, give us 
oohs from the sidelines. You can give us mailbag questions. You can go over and give us five star ratings on the iTunes on Spotify. You can tell us what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. Any kind of information, feedback, etc., is extremely helpful and handy, and we appreciate every bit of it. Just like on Discord, we've had numerous folks over there talking back and forth, having a good time with them. We love it. We cherish it. We thank you all for doing all those said things in the past, present, and the future. Absolutely. And, of course, speaking of the future, you can listen to the very next episode on or around the 6th of July. I don't know how this one's going to oh, work. God. It's going to be piecemeal Jones. Hey, you shouldn't have come back. You should have been still in NYC, and we you could be doing this. I could have gotten, like, a permanent disease, and then neither of us could be working quarter end. Oh, it's going to be a wonderful episode, though. You can find that episode on iTunes and Stitcher on Podbean on Spotify and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it. Just like we appreciate those five-star reviews over on iTunes or the Spotify. Go over there and get that to us. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And with that, there's nothing else to say, but don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.